Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Wonderfilled Week. I am your host, Caitlin Corey. On today's episode, I have a very special guest, my husband, Ryan Corey. Ryan and I have been in a true quarantine for exactly 365 days, and we thought it would be fun to create a time capsule and ask each other 10 questions about what life has been like indoors with each other every day. <laughs> so without further ado, please welcome Ryan Corey to Wonderfilled Week. Hey, what's going on? Welcome, Rye. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. I thought this would be a fun time capsule for us to sort of set in stone how we were feeling today after one year, what our experience has been like, what we hope for the future, because I'm truly hoping that this is the one and only time that we'll ever have to say that we were in quarantine together for one year. I would say that's Safe bet? Definitely. I hope so. Okay, so without further ado, we're going to ask each other 10 questions, um, and let's get our time capsule started. Yeah, let's do it. Today is March... 14th. 14th, 2021. One year and one day in quarantine. Yes, I mean, not to be... Yeah, exactly. We're not being exact, but it's probably like a year and three days. Oh. <laughs> we're not being exact, <laughs> but, but I am being, being exact. exact. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. These aren't going to be in any like particular order. Okay. You know, they're kind of just random. Yeah. But okay. So question one, how did you feel a year ago today? Okay. A year ago today, like you said, we were about three days in. Exactly. I was feeling nervous, but I was feeling, um, you know, hopeful because they had this whole thing about two weeks to flatten the curve, two weeks to flatten the curve. So I figured, okay, two weeks and we'll flatten the curve. I was still scared because you have an underlying condition. So it reminded me of like um, the swine flu and a couple of other times that we've been a little bit extra scared. Um, But I kind of thought it would come and go as quickly as those things did. So I kind of felt nervous and on um, alert, but I didn't feel... (laughs) like it was going to be for a year. <laughs> so I, I guess if I remember correctly, the first week or two is kind of like I compared to the first week of college. It's like, let's get all the snacks. Let's get all the wine. Let's get all the TV shows and just snuggle up, not get dressed. We don't have to go to work. Um, so I guess I was still kind of in that realm. Oh, what a nice realm it was. <laughs> the naive realm. <laughs> okay. Um, my first question for you what has been the most challenging part of truly quarantining? And when I say truly quarantining, I mean because you have an underlying condition. So we've been, you know, taking all the precautions. Maybe even some would say we've been being overly cautious, but I'd rather be that than the other. So what has been the most challenging part of truly quarantining? Yes, uh, that's a good point. Probably the most challenging besides just, you know, adapting to whatever we were doing was probably just the disruption of whatever path like we were on I know for me that that was frustrating at first like you know you think like something is changing and like you know I remember I just had like a great workshop and I was like excited I was like it's gonna be great like you know just that was probably the most challenging just disrupting whatever 
was going to happen. Yeah, so you mean like we were starting to make progress in our, we each have our own areas of what yes. we wanted to pursue. So for you, it's acting. For me, it's podcasting and being creative. And we were both sort of starting to make strides at this time last year. And the disruption was very sudden. Of course, I mean, obviously all of it was challenging. Of course, the day-to-day, you know, being in an apartment, worrying about catching COVID, of course, those that was all challenging without a doubt. But kind of looking at more of a deeper way of it, it was just more of like, oh, this is like a disruption of, I know that's probably a selfish way of looking at it as well, but it was just like, oh man, like. Well, it's not selfish because it's like a question tailored just for you. So it's okay. It's being asked of you. (laughs) True, true. This is your personal experience. But yeah, I think you're right. Like we were both making really big strides this time last year after being on the heels of a few really, really hard years of hospitalizations and loss and just like a multitude of difficult years. I would say like 2015 to 2019 were really, really hard. And then we started, you know the beginning of 2020, it's going to be 2020 vision. and Like everyone did that, yeah. Yeah, but for you and I, I feel like in our personal lives, we were just trying to like make a change and things were sort of coming together. And then you're right, like the disruption was really challenging and frustrating because we knew how long it took to even make those little strides. So for them to just be, to be pushed backwards was hard. Yeah, it's more like, oh man, like I'm ready, you know, let's do it. And then like, oh, you know, but obviously we are fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay, next question. Ready? Mm-hmm. How long did you initially think quarantine would last? Not necessarily COVID, but quarantine. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks to flatten the curve. I was told this time and time again. <laughs> right. I thought it was literally going to be like two weeks off of work, flatten the curve. People like, you know, the general population would be fine. But of course, people like you with an underlying condition would have to be still precautious, which I was prepared for because having CF, I feel like we're always really precautious, even during just like flu season. So I figured like we would still have to take precautions, but I certainly thought I'd be back to like work and life. And Yeah, I remember thinking to myself like, oh, okay, I'll probably just have to stay home through April. Okay. You know, I was getting... Worst case scenario. I thought realistic at that point. I was like, okay, around May... I think we'll be good. Yeah. But <laughs> maybe May of this year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you learn any new skills during quarantine? <laughs> I know we got a lot of quarantine purchases, but any did you learn any new skills? skills? I think your cooking and cleaning really stepped up <laughs> to the next level. You were always good, but I feel like it got advanced. Skills? Um, I guess in a way, just sharpening whatever, mm. you know, skill set you already have more of just sharpening that. Okay. I don't think I picked up anything new. It's more of just, okay, I'll, I'll sharpen what I have. Okay. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. All right. Question three. Do you have, if possible, a favorite memory this year? Yeah. I mean, I know, again, this is all going to be very selfish. And if people are th- listening to this on like a, a broader scheme, it's not going to be like helpful in any way. But like, this is just you and I a time capsule just for us and our experience. So yeah, with that being said, I had a ton of great memories with you. Like we've never had so much uninterrupted time of just like hanging out um, and like really, really appreciating and having gratitude for the small things. Um, But we did a couple of things that were sort of like safe COVID fun. Like we went to the drive-through Jurassic Quest and like amusement, I guess you'd call it like an amusement, an attraction. 
where yeah. you like drive through and listen to the tour about the dinosaurs and basically like anytime we got to leave the apartment i felt like it was exciting like we went to the poppy fields in may yeah that was a good one that was a good one yeah driving to orange county to go to the santa barbara jurassic west oh yeah how actually that was my favorite memory so for halloween 2020 we decided that we felt comfortable enough to drive to santa barbara which is one of our favorite places and get takeout and i think that was our one of our first takeout excursions so we had the sanitizer the wipes the this the that bring our own plates bring our own cups all that kind of stuff. And we took, I think, pizza from Mizza Pizza, which if anyone ever goes to Santa Barbara, you've got to go to Mizza Pizza. It's our fave. Um, and we brought pizza to the, par- the Rose Park, the Rose Garden. And we sat so. sort of like far away from everyone. And that was like a little sense of normalcy. It was, of course, like a beautiful day as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Halloween 2020 in the park with the pizza. Anything that includes pizza is always going to be a good memory. Okay, my question for you is, what coping mechanisms did you implement during the queue? <laughs> How did you cope? I think I know the answer. How did I cope with just staying in? Yeah, like what helped you cope day to day? Probably just setting up a personalized routine Knew it. for myself. <laughs> routine is medicine. <laughs> that, I mean, that one, yeah, that one's easy just because if I followed it, you know, I would be okay. Yeah. I felt the same. Like I needed structure. I needed to implement structure, even if it was like silly. Exactly. Like making the bed, check. <laughs> Doing the dishes, check. Like little things just to keep the day kind of just going. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. 100%. Okay. Best thing you watched. Okay. Well, that's going to be best thing we watched because we watched yeah. everything together. <laughs> um, well, oh it could my... be different, but yes. We watched so many things. Okay, first of all, we we delved into... We've always been Bravo people. So I've always... That's just usual. <laughs> Pre, post-COVID. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Bravo's on the TV. But we kind of delved into being like MTV people. And we kind of delved into being like dating show people. Still not The Bachelor. We still haven't dove into that. But no. um, Temptation Island, The Circle, Love is Blind... I mean, there were so many bops. I mean, if you remember, Tiger King was also in quarantine. I know. That's crazy. That was like last April, I want to say. It feels like 500 Tiger years King ago. Tiger King was insane. Yeah, that was a wild time. <laughs> I think Tiger King was kind of a... F- it was definitely not the best thing we watched. It's up there, though. The reason it was fun is because we were like on Marco Polo, um, like chatting with our like family about it and kind of just all laughing. So that was like a good bonding experience while being far away. So that, that brings up good memories, but... I'm trying to think, what was like the highlight? You tell me, what's the best thing we watched? I mean... I mean, content was content. We watched Siesta Key. Oh, you know what? You know what the sleeper show for me was? Flora Bama Shore. All right. <laughs> I'm serious. They're like so silly and fun. And I don't know. For me, it's got to be mindless. We did watch a couple of good like actual scripted things and movies, but... We did whatever like came out. Yeah. Actually, okay, so for, for reality shows, I would say Floribama Shore, just because... Okay, you can break it down by genre. Yeah, I liked it like that. I liked watching Manzo with Children. We did a lot of Bravo one-season wonders, shows that only lasted one or two seasons. That was fun. But I would say the best like movie we watched was um, Promising Young Woman, and that was recently. Okay, that's good. I liked good. that. Yeah. What about you? I'll ask you while you're here. Like best reality one we watched? Yeah. Uh, I thought The Circle was pretty fascinating. It was fascinating. Shend. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I recommend it, but it was more of like, 
like a weird like sociology experiment that I enjoyed watching. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty fascinating. You know what it is? Like half the shows I named and half the things we watched, would I recommend on like a regular when life is resumed? No. Like, exactly. Is everything was with the filter of quarantine content? Would we we're much more open minded while we're stuck here. Great point. Okay, next question. What did you miss the most and what did you miss the least? What did I miss the most? Just probably just a sense of normalcy. Yeah. You know, just, uh, I mean, just like life, you know, before COVID, I guess. I mean, that's an easy one. But what did you miss the least? Like, I know for me, it's going to be hard to like, because I've been doing everything on Zoom. So I only have to get ready from like my waist up. And I also don't have to drive anywhere. So I'm like, now I forget how long do you leave to get to here? How long, how much time do you need to get to there? And like, Especially in LA. I, and I haven't worn heels in a year. So like, it's going to be hard to put shoes on again. <laughs> I guess what I missed like the least, oh no, the least, oh, yeah, I was going to say the most. Ah, <laughs> uh, the least. Like what's something you're not looking forward to? Like, like you were fine without it. Mm. For me, it was getting fully ready and driving in traffic. <laughs> I mean, I guess driving everywhere, you know, for, for class or for workshops and yeah, the commute was much easier to the computer. Exactly. That's probably, but I'm also okay with going back to that. Yeah. Just a silly one. Okay, your turn. Okay, five, yeah. What have you learned about yourself over the year? Okay, a lot of things. It was the year of self-reflection. It was the year of introspection. I learned that I'm really like in control of what I allow to like upset me. Before, I would just be like overwhelmed, sensory overload. And I just felt like that was like how it was supposed to be and just how it always was going to be. But now that I'm more like in control of like who has my time, my energy, like where I allocate it, like now I realize like I can kind of control the vibe, if that makes sense. No, that's great. Because before it was like all cylinders go all the time. And I was like, oh God, but like you get used to that pace. But now that the pace is totally different, I'm not just going to go back to like zero to a hundred. I learned about myself that I have to like slow down, value my time. That's something that I never, ever did before. (laughs) You know too well. Yeah. I'm going to like really value my time and not let anyone waste it or like distract me to do something that I don't a hundred percent want to do. Like I'm really going to be mindful about, basically I'm going to live with more intention, live living with intention, more more mindful. Like a, selfish focused almost in a way yeah like i hate to say selfish but no no i know selfish will always have a negative connotation to it but i also think like life is more selfish than we will ever admit i know i don't think people like to do that because it, it just selfish is just such like a negative word but it's not at the same time it's like well a healthy balance yeah and i also think too that if i was a little bit more selfish as you say like with my time then the other time when i'm like you know, giving it to others, it'll be in better spirits. The morale will be better if I do take that time. And I guess like you always tease me, I I love my alone time. (laughs) And so... I think that's new during COVID, I mean. Well, I never had any. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So now that I've gotten a taste of my alone time, I feel like I I take alone time every day now. That's fantastic. But you don't get mad or anything, right? No, of course not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What has been your favorite day in the queue? Favorite day? Did you have a favorite day? Or do you have a favorite day of the week? Or do you just have a favorite day overall? 
You got 365 or 368 to choose from. Uh, I know, I know, like, Thursdays are always great for you and I. It's like when we would go do something. I mean, I think the favorite days always just probably depended on where we were at, you know? I guess he forgot about the scavenger hunt I planned on his birthday. <laughs> no, exactly. Like, I mean, I can't pick a favorite day. It was just like that week. It was like, you know, just to like get through if you had to. And like, you know, for a while I look forward to like playing football Yeah. on Saturday, like a way of getting out, you know? Okay. So we should like put this in better terms because we said that we were quarantining and now you're saying that we're doing things on Thursdays. When you say we're doing things, we go exactly. for a neighborhood walk exactly. or a hike. And when you say play football, you mean throw the football with my brother on Saturdays at the park. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're going to be like, wait a second. You said you truly quarantined. No, the only places we've been are in our car, me to the grocery store. And then every Saturday would try, weather permitting and whatever. Oh, it wasn't every Saturday, of course. Yeah. yeah, whatever permitting, trying to meet my brother in the park to throw the football with gloves and mask. And on Thursdays, yeah, we try to get out and do either... That great new, we found this great new hiking trail near our home and it was like deserted. Or we'll take like a neighborhood walk around like really nice neighborhoods and just get a feel for different parts of LA. Exactly. But yeah, I think, yeah, Thursdays are a highlight for me too. Like Thursdays were special. Um, and your birthday, we tried to make the most of it. We did a scavenger hunt in the apartment. Oh, no, it was amazing. And then went and had lobster roll takeout, like on a little bench by the beach. That was a nice day. That was fun. Best thing you ate. Okay, so that's one thing that I have to say changed for me majorly in quarantine. And maybe that's one thing I learned about myself too, is I like totally reevaluated my relationship with food and my relationship with my body and fueling myself. And again, going back to how before COVID, like all cylinders were a go for me at all times, I would sometimes go like 12, 13 hour work days without eating. And... It just got to be like normal. And I think a lot of people do that. Like when their day is super busy, I think they like, you like don't prioritize that stuff. But now in quarantine where we always joke around that food is all we have. <laughs> yeah. We've really gotten um, in tune with like what we're eating. Um, we've been on Whole30 since like June. June 1st, yeah. Yeah. So like we've really been mindful about our eating and cooking and we got a lot of new quarantine purchases like the air fryer and like new pots and pans and stuff and really just tried to make it like comfortable for us to cook a lot. So tons of new things. I eat, I feel like I eat now more than ever because like we look forward to our meals and the day is so structured and routine. So um, I think, yeah, well, first of all, anyone who doesn't have an air fryer, I feel like that's just a huge game changer. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. That was definitely the purchase of the queue. The Q. purchase. Yeah, 100%. So I've been making a ton of stuff in the air fryer, but um, I really like... Um, and of course, we had break days in between. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had break days. We would like do Whole30, which is 30 days, and then we'd take a day off or two days off. Then we'd go right back on, do 30 more days. And it's been nice. Yeah, I mean, we make a ton of new great things now. We make pulled pork in the crock pot salmon in the air fryer to make salmon tacos. I mean, I've never eaten more french fries in my life. When you get an air fryer, you're going to eat all the french fries. That's just guaranteed. But yeah, it's been awesome. But I'm trying to think, like, what was the... It, I guess I just, like, have a new appreciation for food and cooking. Like, I feel like we won't do as much takeout and dining out after COVID as we did before. And maybe initially just to... Make up know, for... Exactly, just to have fun. Lost time, But yeah. probably as an overall thing. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, so I guess pretty much like everything we make, but I guess my big thing would be like the air fryer and just cooking and preparing food. Yeah, the preparation and then the enjoyment. Exactly. Okay. What is something you learned about yourself during quarantine? That's a yeah, that's a either deep one or just like one you just say. Go deep. Um what I learned about myself. I learned a lot about you. Oh, <laughs> and I'm right. sure you learned a lot about me. Just being together for the sheer amount of time. Probably just like letting go mm. of, you know, whatever's bothering you. Because then, like, you know, there's no time for it, essentially. What I learned. You know, like before COVID, if I worried about things, like anything, really. Now it's just like, I'm in my head a lot, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, you know Always. that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I hear from you. I hear from my acting coach. Like, oh, like, Ryan, just get out of your head. Like, what are you doing? So probably for me, just like letting go yeah, and just being like free. Oh, I love that. That's going to be a good one. I mean, of course, it's like a, you know, a daily thing to work on, but, you know, it took a while to get there, but yeah, I'd say just, you know, okay, well, when COVID's over, like, it's kind of like, I have no, there's no rules, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't mean that like as a like <clears throat> blanket comment, but there's no like, it just, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to, to like, really fear after that or worry about because what? Yeah. So it changed your outlook a lot. I like that. Okay. How did you get through the hard days? Okay. Connection. So talking with you, Zooming, Zooming with friends, Um, routine, structure, that helped me. Alone time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Taking, taking my alone drives, listening to music, listening to podcasts. And then another huge thing that helped me, and this may sound silly because it's just an app on the phone, but Marco Polo. And I think I referenced it before, but Marco Polo is just like an app where you can, you can either do it with one friend or a group of friends. And, um, and you just leave like little video messages for each other. And we've been doing it with like groups of friends and our family. It's been nice to like sort of get a little feel for what other people are doing in their house. Like, I know my my best friend and I, we always used to write each other really, really long text messages to catch up, kind of like the length of a long email. And it was nice, and we'd always be able to catch up with the important dates and what's all going on with each other. But just adding that layer of seeing someone's face and hearing their voice and kind of like hearing what's going on in their house, and then their child might come in the room and, and pop on the video and say hi, and it just sort of gives you like a, a sense of seeing people, which was nice. And then... Um, Another thing, which shout out to Sandra for being like my partner in this, is uh, my friend Sandra and I would do workouts on Zoom, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that was good for a multitude of reasons because I'd get to see her and chat and catch up. And it would keep me to, again, a nice routine of like doing something that prioritizes my health and, and my mental health. So that was always a nice anchor in the week. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, whatever works. Exactly, whatever, you know. And then, of course, when 6 o'clock would roll around, reality TV on the, on the couch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Okay, for you. Okay, this is a serious one. How was your level of fear having a terminal illness in the age of COVID? Like, how did you actually feel about, like, we're talking about the, basically, what it was like to quarantine, but what did it actually feel like that there was something out there that could really, really negatively affect you? What was that like mentally? I mean, I think I was worried at first, 
just because, like, you didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I almost treat it as if it was, like, nothing new, you know? Like, I mean, I've been knocked in the hospital from just, like, a cold. So I didn't, like, treat it any larger. How did you not? I guess I just didn't go there, like, mentally. I guess I just didn't, like, look at it that way. I'd be like, well, this is what I have to do to not, you know, catch this. And as long as I follow this particular, you know, protocol, I guess I just didn't put it out there as anything that I would ever catch. I think I did the same exact thing in terms of you. Because I was like, I never thought, like, what if he, what if he gets it? Or, like, I was just like, no, I just have to do X, Y, and Z. And if I do X, Y, and Z, he's not going to get it. And you didn't. So. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those situations where it's completely out of your control. So, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, like, you can really only control, like, your attitude and effort. So I'm not going to worry about something I can't control, mm-hmm. you know. And I guess I just, you know, so I guess I just simply never put it out there for myself as something to really worry about. Yeah. For us, it was always, like, mentally and physically coping with just quarantining, not really covid yeah, it was more of like just the mental health aspect of, you know, what we had to do and an everyday thing. But I certainly never looked at COVID itself as like a fear for me. Okay, that's probably good. Oh, I think, yeah, I think I was probably just more of like a subconscious thing I did. I was going to say, we probably both subconsciously blocked it out. Like it wasn't even an option. I mean, there were a few days if I like didn't feel well, I'd be like, there was a little like freaking out. Like, Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You didn't tell me. Well, because I, I didn't want to, you know, worry you. I mean, wow. there's no way I, I like... Do we need to sign off this episode <laughs> and talk about it? I mean, those days I was like, oh man, like, you know, I don't, I don't feel great. Like, do I have COVID? Mm. You know, but then I'd be like, oh wait, there's no way I have it because yeah. we do everything, you know, possible to... But those days were like few and far in between, so... Yeah. And to add on to that, something about like how people would say maybe we were being overly cautious because like we're still wiping each grocery item as it comes in. And the, the reason that I still do it, even though, like, even doctors have told me, like, you don't need to do that. But I think for me, it was like, it's been working. I'm going to keep doing it this way because if, God forbid, anything happens or if one of us, one of us gets COVID, I'm going to be able to, like, truly say I did everything I possibly could. I didn't want to, like, one day skip something we'd been doing, like wiping the groceries down and then have one of us get sick and be like, damn it, like, why did I get lazy now? Like, I... I didn't want to, like, come this far to only come this far. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, yeah. I just couldn't, simply just couldn't go there with COVID. Yeah. You know. That makes sense. What is the first thing you will do, you know, when this is done and, like, we're able to do something? Well, the first thing I need to do, selfishly and superficially, is all my services. (laughs) I need a facial. I need my hair done. I need a manicure, pedicure. I need, like, I need to get, like, scrubbed and buffed head to toe. (laughs) Just to feel like myself again, because that is part of it with mental health and self-care, like not feeling or not feeling your best, you know, so I can't put my best foot forward. So I definitely can't wait to do all my services. Um, and I think we're just going to pretty much take it slow. You know, I mean, I have my first vaccine, um, which I feel really, really lucky to have. Yeah, it's amazing. And you are getting your first one Thursday. And yeah, I feel like really like this is the beginning of the end of quarantine for us. Um, but I'm just going to go slow. Like I'm going to definitely get my services. I think you and I are going to spend the summer like slowly normalizing, you know, maybe outdoor dining, things that other people may be already comfortable with. We'll get there. And then I'm really, really just hoping for like a beautiful trip home where we see our families and friends and spend quality time and 
you know, I'm already in a bunch of group texts already chit chatting about what we're going to do. And I think it just gives me like a sense of hope for the future. That's awesome. Yeah. And maybe one day we can make up the Hawaii trip we missed. Very true. Yeah. I think that would be nice. Okay. What do you feel most proud of yourself for during quarantine? Like what is something you accomplished or did that you feel proud of yourself for? I feel proud for keeping you COVID free. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's my, I'm putting that on my resume. <laughs> yeah. Very, very true. Probably proud of myself, probably nailing down probably a, a steady diet for myself. Yeah. You know, cause I remember April and May we were kind of just whiling. Yeah. You know, what's that college thing I was talking about? All the snacks, all the goodies. And I just didn't like, wasn't starting to feel right mentally with all this food. Like this wasn't like, I was like, I think I'm going to do this whole 30. Mm. And then, you know, that just really helped. And then of course I got some weights and, you know, we have a bike here and probably just proud of sticking to like a steady workout and diet, Yeah. you know, because before I would just go to like LA fitness and, you know, eat what I thought was healthy. Yeah. And now I get it. Yeah, me too. You know? I never got it like this before. I agree. I think this is number 10. Nine. Oh, I only have one left. Oh, that makes sense. You go, I go, you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was probably just like a, a funny one. Okay. How do you feel in general about Zoom? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like a love-hate thing. <laughs> of course, we all have Zoom burnout. But like, I mean, obviously, shout out to the teachers and everyone who had to do it on such a regular basis. Like, I did not have to do that as much. So I don't feel that burnout like other people do, but I 100% understand people's like dread and like despising of Zoom. But for me, I used it, I think, just enough for it to have been like a great tool that I'm super grateful for because of the technology. I mean, I was able to do all of my podcast interviews on Zoom, my board meetings for the foundation, and I was able to see friends and do like happy hours. To me, it was like a diverse way of using it. Like there was lots of different ways. Sometimes it was like professional, sometimes it was fun. I know you love Zoom. You and your pals would Zoom for like five, six hours at a pop, like every time. That's right. Um, but yeah, I don't feel the super burnout with it like other people do. And I actually think it's going to be a great tool moving forward for me because in the podcasting world, it, it really broadens my horizons in terms of who I can connect with. Like um, my episode for next week is this like young woman from England. And I've had obviously Anna, the anxiety coach from Australia. And that was really fun. Like lining up the times, 18 hour time difference. Um, yeah. So for me, it's just going to be like a great tool that I'm really glad that I learned how to use during COVID. So for me, it was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My last question for you is how did our marriage fare during quarantine? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people, you know, I think it was like a make it or break it time. I mean, yeah, probably for some, I'm sure. But I mean, ours, if any, just got a lot better. Yeah, I think so too. How do you, how, how so? I guess just literally hanging out every day, yeah. you know, and just bouncing like things off each other, laughing more on the couch, I guess, Yeah. you know, more letting go and just enjoying like what you could enjoy. Yeah. You know, like the small things, like you said, like all we had was food for a while yeah. or still. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I think like, yeah, I think if anything, it just got way more amazing. You yeah. know, than what already it already was. I think so too, because I think like it forced us to talk, like talk about a lot of things. Like if anything was bothering us, like 
the other person could pick up on it really easily because there's nowhere to really hide. Like, you can't just go to exactly. work for the day. Or, like, you can't just, like, be gone all day and come back and be like, oh, I feel better now. I don't have to really talk about it. Yeah, it's yeah. like we could see each other in all moods and all, yeah, basically moods. Yeah, you be- you basically couldn't, like, bottle anything. Like you said, if you, like, went somewhere for, like, and I didn't see you for, like, five or six hours, like, something would have passed. And by the end of it, be like, oh, did I bottle that and just not say anything? Yeah. Now it's like, okay, like, what's up? Yeah. Or, you know, you just come out and say it. Right. I also think we, like, talked about a lot of things from the past. I think we, like, planned a lot of things for the future. And I think we just, like, opened up more out of necessity. Yeah, just out of, like, by default. Yeah. Almost. Well, so we're not getting divorced? (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, good. Okay. So is my life, you don't have another one after this? Mm -mm. No. Okay. How do I have one more? I don't know. Did I skip one? I probably skipped one. Oh, yeah. I have one more. Oh, okay. All right. So this is my last one. Okay. How will you look at time differently? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to value mine more. Definitely. Oh, you did, yes, you did bring that up. I also um, love a schedule, like hour by hour breakdown. That really, really helped me in quarantine, like breaking things down by the hour. A, to keep me like going. B, to keep me like in check and on, like, on schedule and for my productivity. But yeah, I'm going to look at time just as more precious. Like I put up a post the other day because I really believe it that said time is the most precious commodity. Spend it wisely. And I really think like your energy and your time is like the most valuable currency you'll ever have, like even if you are a billionaire. And so I'm really, really going to keep that in mind and like only spend time doing the things. And of course, everyone has to do things like realistically that they don't want to do sometimes. But I think I was the kind of person who was doing that a lot more (laughs) than I needed to be. Yeah. So I'm going to value my time more. And then I'm just really, really going to appreciate my time. And I thought, I think I was already pretty good about appreciating time with family and friends because we do live so far away. But now it's going to be like this. It's been like such a dream for a year, like that the time we're going to spend that I'm really going to like soak in every moment of it. So time is just going to be a lot more precious to me. I'm not going to squander it anymore. That's an amazing point of view. Okay, my last question for you, which is kind of good. I skipped it because it's a good one to end on. Okay. How has your outlook on life changed? <laughs> Dead serious. <laughs> my outlook on life? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess way more positive. You know, a lot of things you just said, basically, just valuing time. Exactly. I mean, not to quote exactly what you just said, but... Would you say that time is the most precious commodity? <laughs> oh, it's definitely, a, yeah. It's definitely a currency. Um, outlook on life, yeah, just... Like, do you feel more hopeful than you did before? I guess not that I feel more hopeful. I just, I feel more like, you know, I guess fearless in a way, like taking things moment by moment so I can't get in my head. That's a good idea. You know, so maybe by default, by doing that, you know, a more positive outlook will just create because I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not like worrying about like what's going to happen. Like what if this doesn't happen or... So it's more of just like a, more of a freedom than a hopefulness. Yeah, I guess just the outlook is more like free. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And not worrying about anything. Besides, of course, like, you know, I guess like not worrying out of stuff you can't control. Which is hard to do. You know, yeah, it's a hard thing to like fully master. Yeah. You know, because especially if you're the type of person who's in your head or, you know, having CF or not or, you know struggling with mental health or not, you know, 
it's hard not to be in your head, you know, so more of just enjoying every moment and mm-hmm. seeing what happens. And of course, having a great attitude, you know, positive attitude and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bonus question. How do you feel that you're getting the vaccine on Thursday? I feel great. I mean, I knew, like I said, I had called it, you know, I obviously in California, you know, I was not eligible till, well, tomorrow is the 15th is when mm-hmm. I'm eligible, but yeah, I knew. I remember when they initially told us like May or June, I was like, okay, you know, that was pretty wild. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel great. Just feel like, you know, ready for whatever happens. Now I can be, you know, ready. Yeah. Instead of just waiting for know, the two day, shots. The day is here. But yeah, definitely excited. Well, we did it, Chi. Yes. <laughs> we did it. One year in quarantine, our time capsule, and vaccines are on the horizon. Yeah, we should be good to go by like May 1st. Sunnier days ahead. Yeesh. Yes. Okay, thank you everyone so much for tuning in to our time capsule of one year in quarantine. Um, this was really more kind of for us to just like preserve this moment, but I'm sure a lot of you guys are feeling the same way and feel free to talk to your significant other, your family, friends, and ask them some of these questions to kind of gauge where they're at because it is kind of a very unique experience that we've all collectively lived through. And another thing that we've all been collectively doing together as a society is grieving. So I want to let everyone know that over the next three weeks, I'm going to be launching a series on grief, different elements of grief. And I have some wonderful, intelligent, remarkable, dynamic, beautiful, stunning, and smart women coming on the podcast to talk about how they are turning their grief into action. So stay tuned for that next week. But for now, happy one year, Chi. You too. Thank you. A new anniversary. Yeah. March will never be the same. No, definitely not. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. How do you measure a year in the life?